We're back for day two of uh, Big Questions. Coming out with episodes every day this week until we have that great Saturday night uh, game against South Dakota John. So uh, before we get into our big question, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at ShakenBlake312. Uh, we're going to be doing opening game trivia on Friday. So uh, if you want to take any of our other quizzes that we've done before, you can check us, those out on sparkle.com or you can look at them in the link in the description that is below this podcast. So John, uh, big question number two here. Uh, this is a little bit more related to, you know, the actual 2022 K-State football team was um, the 42 to 20 victory over LSU in the Texas Bowl and a great performance by the offense all around. Uh, kind of fluky by uh, offensive coordinator Colin Klein. It, it was a big victory over an FCC. Well, perennial, historically one of the more dominant teams in the SEC and LSU. K State racked up 42 points, 442 yards. They, they look really consistent uh, when it comes to both running and passing the ball. Thompson, of course, uh, Skylar Thompson, of course, went 21 for 28, 259 yards. He had also three touchdowns of a game. And then Deuce Vaughn, I believe he had 20, like a little over 20 carries for 146 yards. Uh, I got the yardage down, but not how but not how many he had. But It was 21 uh, carries, so, yeah, you were 21. pretty much right on it. Um, and then he had three touchdowns of his own. So could have had been a fluke against LSU's deep, depleted team. Um, it could certainly be, but – I think Klein was the single caller for a dangerous offensive for a dangerous offensive in Manhattan some years back and certainly knows his way around the field. Now, I think more of it, more of it's going to be if he can mold Adrian Martinez into a carbon copy of himself in the playing days. I mean, that could, that could smell doom for a lot of defenses because there, there's a lot of similarities when it comes to running game between Martinez and then Colin Klein back, back in his heyday. Yeah, I, I think it's a mixed bag. I Fluke is like a bit – that's extremely negative to say it was fluky. I mean, we did have basically like a perfect game. You know, you got 260 passing yards, 180 rushing yards. You're 8 for 12 on third downs, 2 for 2 on fourth downs. You only punt twice, no, you know, fumbles or interceptions. Uh, and you just have some, you know, great passes by Skylar Thompson that we hadn't really seen a ton from him. He just looked absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, I think I could genuinely say Colin Klein was scheming a lot of guys open. Um, so I wouldn't say it was a fluke. It's maybe just the tiniest bit fluky, but I think we could easily see another game like that um, from K-State this year, especially with the talent we have now. Um, John, I, I do want to ask you a question about Colin Klein It phrase it like, like this, like is how different, is K-State's offense going to be? Not as in like if it's going to be better or worse or anything like that, just the types of plays we're going to run. Because obviously, Colin Klein's an internal hider. He was here last year. He worked under Courtney Messingham. So he obviously knows what kind of offense. And we work with Bill Snyder, of course. So he knows what kind of offense K-State typically runs with the ground and pound and clock control and, you know, things like that. But do you think that is going to change a little, a lot? Not at all? Well, I think you're going to have to point this out. Um, prior to answering the question as well. I mean, uh, under Courtney Messingham, K-State, they, they were um, ninth in the Big 12 when it comes to total offense, just ahead of KU. And they were 101st in the nation. They, they were also 
they were also 81st nationally when it came to scoring offense, um, only mustering 26.3 points a game. I mean, that type of production, the K-State fan base has been calling for a change, and Messingham Messingham ultimately lost his job for it, but ultimately, I think I think it's I think it's a better move when it comes to stability. I but overall it hasn't really necessarily blown fans away. The K-State offense hasn't necessarily, besides Deuce Vaughn, for that matter, like it hasn't really been too spark sparkle sparkle and sparkling and exciting or something like that. But um you know, we'll, we'll see how Colin Klein is able to adapt um, into this new role, whether it's um, get, getting um, huddling out of snaps a lot more faster or not, not even not even huddling at all. Um, and just seeing what, what he can do when it comes to all the overall field management for the offense. I, of course, nobody really knows besides the LSU game what's going to take place, but um, – I think I think at at I think at the same time you also got to be ex- expecting the unexpected. You know you know you could see a lot of players eventually break out for mit- in many different uh, cases, and you know it could be something. It could be something a lot more newer for K State. I think for for Messingham six, I mean it was just getting a little bit too recognizable, um, and and not nothing. Nothing against it, but I think it was also to the point where everybody was just catching up to our offensive scheme, and it, it was just not ultimately going to going to work in the long run of things. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how things are able to adapt for his sakes, especially when especially when kind of faring against new Big Twelve foes. I mean, new Big Twelve foes, and um, some some of some of the defenses that have been starting to uh, kind of take place as well. Yeah, I think, you know, you don't have to go all the way into the Oklahoma spread offense. I think you can still keep kind of like the grittiness that you we generally have as an offense, but just have a little more balance. You know, I mean, we haven't we didn't we threw 199 point point uh, 199.9 yards per game last year, which is kind of funny. It's just a hair under 200. But I mean, you're 96 in the FBS. I like to see that to be like uh, closer to 250 you know, just in throwing the ball a little bit more, just using the quick game, especially on first down. I'd love to see the numbers, how often we pass on first down. It doesn't seem like a lot. And I think we could really do a lot of like quick slant stuff or just, I mean, we probably throw too many bubble screens. They usually don't work very well for us, but just things, little things like that to kind of get the offense going and, you know, break the ice. Um, Cause I mean, we had a top 30 defense last year, only giving up 21.1 points per game. And you have yet a six-year quarterback and an all-American running back and a pretty solid offensive line, and you know you couldn't you couldn't do that well offensively. But you know it, that's you know neither here nor there. We're on to this year, so um, that this totally this is a totally random subject change. But John, do you think we're going to run more trick plays? I just hope it doesn't become too common. We <laughs> don't turn into Oregon. No, I mean, I'm turning into Oklahoma out here in 2019 where yeah. we thought it was a great idea to do the ultimate trick play and pass it twice. And ultimately that didn't work in the long run. Like they had the, they had the idea, but it wasn't going to work in the long run, but 
I don't, I don't know. Nobody really knows what precautions um, Coach Klein and Coach Klein and the rest of the offensive co coaching staff are going to take. Um, just overall with this new with this new system, like they have they have all the weapons in the world, but nobody really knows like how how it's going to settle on the field. You know, it, it, it's it's like we we know we know what the what what the overall players are capable of doing, but are they going to present it in a new way? Are they going to like present it to us in, in in ways many teams won't be expecting it because a lot of teams were anticipating for a lot of, for a lot of plays to go here and there under Courtney Messingham. And then we saw the LSU performance was like, Oh my gosh, that like this, this is a quality offensive performance. I mean, like given LSU was a fluke, but overall it was exciting. Um, it just showed, it just showed me a lot of possibilities K-State's able to provide, especially with the receiving corps. I mean, you, you the, the receiving corps, just showed a lot more fire, a lot more, like they were able to make more plays and particularly for Malik Knowles. I think, I think for his sakes, like that's when, that was one, one of the bigger games when he was able to uh, turn things on. I mean, that was probably the best game I've seen from him uh, watching this team for a while now. And, you know, it's players like that, but I want to see, okay, who's able to create more of, a, more of these big plays under Colin Klein. So John, um... So for Deuce Vaughn, his first year, he had 434 yards receiving, had 468 yards receiving in his second year. Do you think that's going to continue to keep going up and we're going to try to keep using him more in the receiving game? <sighs> that's tough. Uh, so, of course, Deuce Vaughn, he, I, I believe he led the team in receiving yardage this past season. He, he was second. Uh, second. Phillip, yeah, behind Phillip Brooks. Behind Phillip Brooks. I, Yeah. But, but, you know, you're going to have to look at some, like how much you're going to be able to depend on him because, I mean, he's already doing so, so much stuff for you um, when it comes to the running game. Um, and back in 2020, he, he was already being put up with, um, with kickoff returns as well. So I wouldn't, for my sakes, just love him, just let him do his thing. And when it comes to the run game, if you can get a few passes here and there, that'd be fantastic. But, you know, you also have Adrian Martinez in the backfield as well. And, and you, you know, you can make a lot of stuff happen with him running the ball as well. Um, just, just considering those, those options, K-State should have a well-balanced run game. And then on top of that as well, you got DJ Gittins, who has showed a lot of promise um, as well with the coaching staff. So, Ultimately, I, I see it as like if if the coaching staff and Deuce Vaughn, if if both if those two parties are are looking to add, add more to to bolster their um to bolster Deuce's uh, chances when it comes to potential potentially some of the draft stock, um, then by all means. But um, at the same time, you also want to make sure you're not putting too much pressure on him, uh, and let and kind of get everybody going when it comes to some of the other options that they're able to uh, offer as well. Yeah. When it comes to Adrian Martinez as a runner, I know that he obviously doesn't want to run as much. He wants to, you know, do like passing, you know, most of the time, but I think we need to just be able to run him enough. Just that the defense, you know, it's, it's in the back of their head. He's a threat to run. 
Because, you know, you don't want to what happened with Skylar Thompson last year where oh. he wasn't really as big of a threat to run. But that was more injury related, obviously. But I just wanted to make that point just to be able to do, a, you know, just run read option stuff. And every once in a while, Martinez can take it just so that threat is there and the defense has to respect it. I, I, I think, well, here's another thing to point out for someone such as Adrian Martinez. The Big Ten is a 4-2-5 type of structure, and in the Big 12, it's more of a 3-3-5 structure. I mean, mo most of the times, you'll have a unique jack position, which is kind of an extra safety. So when, when watching down on film, there definitely, there's definitely going to be an adjustment for his sakes, um, mostly because he, he's, not, he's likely going to be witnessing something new uh, and a lot more innovative as well. So ultimately it's going to be a little bit more of a different transition, but the good thing is for K-State, you're going to have, you're going to have some good quality options as well. Um, ju just being able to ease up on a lot of stress, whether it's handing the ball off more, I mean, more often to do spawn and being the guy for Nebraska's offense last year, because I mean, he was the guy last year for Nebraska's offense and they, they could, and nobody else was able to really move a needle for for that and for the Huskers. And you know, with K State overall, with with the amount of offensive production, offensive production they come back. I mean, that <laughs> that comes back. I mean, th this is this. Th there's a lot of ways to be creative and a lot of ways to take advantages to to stifle a lot of these Big Twelve defenses. And, and a lot of what and, and some defenses in which are will be kind of going through a um, transition phase. You know, you talk about Oklahoma State, they're going to be without Jim Knowles. He's off to Ohio State. Uh, they bring in Derek Mason in from Auburn. Um, so you're going to have a lot more transition over there. Of course, Oklahoma, you're bringing in Brent Venables. He's a defensive minded guy. Um, so it, it's going it's going to be di it's going to be different for a lot of people and it's and well it's going to be interesting to see how everything everything kind of mixes on and on on the field. Yeah, I think you know I mean obviously when it comes to Adrian Martinez in Nebraska, he was definitely playing a lot of hero ball. Um, you know, John, one of the things that really stood out to me in the LSU game was just how eff effortless everything looked. Like it feels like everything is a grind on offense for most K-State games. And I feel like it's been like that for a long time where we're running the ball on first down and we get two yards and it's second and eight, we run the ball again and it's like third and three and it's like, Oh boy. And then we run the ball again, or maybe a short pass and we barely get the first down. And it's like that, like 10 times in a row. And it just feels like we can't just get a ton of ground going and, you know, get our guys out in open space and let them, you know, be as talented, be the talented players that they are. But in the LSU game, I mean, it just felt like we were dealing, you know, even in the run game, everything was working perfectly. You know, we were scheming guys open. It just, it was a true joy to watch offensively. It's something I feel like we hadn't seen maybe since probably during that four game winning streak, you know, those games against TCU and West Virginia, we were playing pretty well offensively in KU, of course, but I mean, that's a given, uh, so, but I mean, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing that kind of offense again. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the overall adjustments that Colin Klein is able to make with the offense, whether it's including a faster pace that should allow the Wildcats more chances to possess the ball, uh, just just making things – but the type of buy bump that I'm getting from the offense, 
um, is just the overall quickness and more variety that I'm that I'm that I'm looking more to see from this group um, as a whole. Um, we saw we saw a lot a lot of more a lot more creativity with with the offense in the LSU game. Granted, LSU was incredibly depleted, but ultimately, it, it now you're. I mean, I, maybe maybe like you could consider that as a test. Um, well, overall as a tryout for Colin Klein, but now it's really putting the putting the puzzle together. How are you able to How are you able to really, um, really get this offensive offensive uh, offensive line going, the the backfield going? At 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 a really young age as well. I mean, Colin Klein. He was. Let's not forget Colin Klein. He's one of the youngest coordinators in the game. Uh, I mean, he was he was just a quarterback a couple years back. And I mean, now, now he's going to be really bringing a more fresher perspective um, for K-State football. And it, it, overall, it's just going to be interesting to see how he's able to handle the adversity uh, with the offensive play calling and that. Yeah. And I, I really, we, you know, I'll just leave with this final thought that I hope he has an amazing, you know, time as offensive coordinator at K-State, hopefully for many years. And then eventually, hopefully that can help land him a head coaching job, because I think that's ultimately probably his goal. You know, it'd be a shame to see him leave K-State. But, you know, if he's able to get a head coaching job at a serious program, I mean, that would be really cool to see, you know, K-State influence go elsewhere. So do you have any other thoughts, John, before we get out of here? Well, kind of touching on that as well, it'd be a great way for for, um, Chris Kleiman to expand uh, his coaching tree branch. You know, um, he's he's provided a lot of he's provided a lot of opportunities for some of the coaches at North Dakota state. Um, he, I mean, he was even granted um, his own coaching, his, his own head coaching spot um, at North Dakota state. Thanks to Craig bowl um, who eventually left for Wyoming. Um, but ultimately um, just getting, just seeing how things go and it, it could really, it could really work in the long run, especially with the amount of, offensive dependability that you're going to see uh, from some of these coaches now but that mainly I mean uh, the offense is going to be like a lot a lot what what people are going to be talking about with the talent but the talent on that side I mean it's going to create an opportunity for coaches um, to to overall maximize their opportunities um, finding ways to just to just surprise people and it could it could work in the long run for for um, one of these young guys, especially for Colin Klein, when it comes to looking for a head coaching gig. And with that, I think it's uh, I think it's about our time to go, John. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about best case scenario, worst case scenario for the season. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at shakenblake three twelve. Take our sparkle quizzes. Link in the description. And we'll see you tomorrow. Cats by ninety. Cats by ninety.